Hello and welcome to the Mighty Shakers podcast, a podcast by the fans, for the fans, where everyone is welcome to listen. Today we are joined by Tom and Kate. We're going to be discussing a number of things, including our recent games against Cheadle Town and Berska, as well as upcoming games such as the Isle of Man and ongoing drama at Berry FC. To start with Berry v Berska. From Saturday, guys, what were your thoughts? Well, first of all, isn't it Bursco? <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's just my <laughs> Bursco. <laughs> well, it was a weird one, wasn't it? First half was interesting. Yeah, a bit so, flat, I thought, the first half, mm, wasn't it? Yeah, I think there was somebody that I was sat with who hadn't been for a while. And you know when like we've been flying the game before we'd won 10-1 and you were expecting great things and it was fairly flat in the first half. How much do you think that was down to the, the silent protest? Well, yeah, atmosphere-wise, um, yeah, it was quieter from a block I noticed. Yeah, it definitely had an impact, didn't it? Yeah, so they released a statement, didn't they, just about how it was pre-planned to have that, obviously, in response to what's gone on with the closing of the front three rows, as well as no alcohol. And I think it did make a difference, really. It, it probably proved the point because... Straight away, as soon as the second half started, I thought, oh, it suddenly just got lively in it. And the players seem to have woke up as well. So mm. I think it speaks volumes for the difference the fans make anyway. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was noticeably quiet, wasn't it? And it felt a little bit wrong. Crowd was down, wasn't it, a bit? And you think, after you've just won 10 Yeah, what? less than 3,000, wasn't yeah. it? Do you think that was people... In response to what's going on, not being able to come down and have the full experience, or I think it was just one of them things. The weather's been touch and go. I think maybe a few, but I can't think it put off hundreds and hundreds. It's another chance to sit in the cemetery, end, isn't it? I mean, I think people might have wanted to go there, try the atmosphere out there. There weren't many people in the cemetery, end. No, no. Perhaps lots of people see alcohol integral to their <laughs> <laughs> football watching. I don't know. I don't, but. I'm guessing some people objected, I guess. Were people like chatting about it sat near you guys about the banning alcohol and No, it didn't I... seem to be a discussion really. No, I didn't hear anything. Whether it was different in other areas of the ground, but I didn't hear anything. Obviously did notice that the first three rows, the South Stand were kind of empty which was a strange sight and it did always make me think about sort of you know your older couples and people with mobility issues or people with push chairs and things and what that meant for them whether they did still come and go somewhere else or whether they again just felt like they couldn't come I guess. Mm. Not necessarily whether or not it's right or wrong some of the issues has been the communication hasn't it because the first statement came out and then there was, I don't know, even a volunteer or two said, oh, no, it's okay, the 
people you know with mobility issues can still use the first row but it didn't it didn't say that so not everyone some people might have made the decision already oh i can't go yeah now. get the memo yeah i mean communication is key isn't it especially yeah. in a fan of club it's it's imperative really isn't it so everyone's on the same page and understands things and decisions and it's just basic moving on to the game itself yeah. second half i thought we came out well the moment that stands out for me was the the penalty miss that seemed to turn the tide yeah. and I think, I think a few mentioned around us i hope that doesn't come back to bite us on the bottom and it, it certainly did didn't it yeah imagine i mean if that had gone in i think we'd have comfortably won because we also hit the the post didn't we and and stuff like that but yeah they deserved a point really didn't they out of it I thought but and it's the first time I've been able to sort of say that kind of thing because mm. usually we're flying so yeah a bit of an anomaly yeah I think at the time he missed it it looked as if we were going to go on to score four or five mm. it just took the wind out of our sails I think the penalty itself actually seemed like he didn't get any power behind it if the keep if there's power behind it the keeper wouldn't have held on to it and he he managed to to hold on I just thought he must must have been a slight miss kick something like that so a few of the three word match reviews in regards to the game on Saturday Big Ian 4 missed penalty crucial obviously we've just touched on that ourselves Jake Waddo first half shocker Liam can't always win Gareth Jones poor first half BFC Quirty, two points drop. Sean, atmosphere affects play. I think that's fair enough. And then Shake Right, end to end. And then we'll finish with Gareth Neal's, no hot dogs. It yeah. sounds like alcohol isn't the only issue on Saturday. <laughs> but all those are obviously an instant reaction, aren't they? They seem a bit, because we've obviously won since on Tuesday night, mm. you've got to forget that a bit, don't you, Clyde? Four points from two games isn't bad, is it? It's not, but equally, the person who said two points dropped, that's how I felt walking away. Right, okay. We haven't really done that, and, you know, you just hope that it's okay. (laughs) The other thing was the two Withenshaw teams, Town and Amateurs, they both lost, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did, which was fortunate, it seemed to be. Fortunate, and I was in two minds about it, whether... Well, we've gained a point on them, but then also I was thinking, but we've missed out on the opportunity to gain three on them. There was the little cheer at the end of the game when they announced it over the Tannoy, and I, I smiled really because it, it was more out of frustration walking out of there. But obviously, like you say, Tom, since winning on Tuesday, it you look at the bigger picture, don't you? Absolutely, and you move on. Yeah. And I thought because all attention was then Isle of Man because obviously it's a big event that people are making a weekend of. The Cheadle game was forgotten a bit, and it was only announced fairly late, wasn't it, because it was postponed originally. So I was worried. I don't. We're not concentrating enough on this Cheadle game. I'm really, I was really worried about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, needn't be in the end, but it's another long wait for a goal. It seemed, a bit, seemed to last for ages. The Cheadle one was a funny uh, one. The, the pitch was shocking. Yeah. Uh, a, a, Literally a minute in, you could see how bobbly it was. Uh, obviously, the weather's not been great. That wouldn't have helped it. I know McNabb, he likes to play football, and I, I agree with that. I don't mind that. But there comes a time you need to ditch the game plan and just lump it. And we just didn't seem to do that. We kept playing back passes to Harry Wright and 
felt sorry for the lad. He, he looked like he was on eggshells because <laughs> I was just waiting for it to bobble over. I think was it Paul Robinson against Croatia? For yeah, him. yeah. I was just having visions of that. Uh, but second half, we seemed to have realised and we, we, we became a bit more direct and I think our class showed them. But it was a strong side though, wasn't it? Like Yeah, we so- had the return of more Doyle, Jepson, and I think Benito Lowe started for the first time in a while as well. Yeah, and Lowe and Briggs on together, which I always like to see. I know what you meant when you said, Tom, you know, it was late, you kind of worried about it. But then when I saw the lineup and the team, I thought, yeah. you know what, I feel a bit more reassured now. Because um, I think that was one of the factors, wasn't it, with the Burst Scout game, is that we were missing key key players in in sort of Jepson and um, Doyle. And I think yeah. that that really stood out, didn't it, just how much they contribute to the game, really. They've come back yeah, to Jepson as well. I, I was thinking Doyle particularly might be out for quite a long time. So that's really encouraging. I know we've bolstered the squad with these new signings, but... Still, yeah. when you've got players who you know do a job, who fit into the system, yeah. you always want them to be playing in a regular eleven. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised with with the return of Doyle and Jepson, to be honest, because the way it was spoke about was as if yeah. it'd be quite a while, and then there was nothing mentioned. And yeah, I was sat in the clubhouse at Cheadle, and next thing I'm reading that they're both starting the game. So that <laughs> that was an added bonus, I suppose, and it's uh, another bonus ahead of the Isle of Man this weekend to. Hopefully we'll be going there with a full strength team. Whilst we're on the topic of the Bursco game, we thought it was only fitting to do our shaker shout out for the week to the fans that got down to Gig Lane on Saturday morning and helped out. I think it, they were there from 7, 8 a.m., weren't they, to get the pitch ready. I know it was touch and go all week and even up until around 1, 2 o'clock on the day. Much appreciated for all the volunteers and fans that got down and got the pitch in good condition. I also think it was like a great sort of unified effort, wasn't it? Like there was fans down there, all manner of different fans. And also it was really nice to see a couple of board members down there, wasn't it? I think John Newby and, and Matt, is it Mike Goodyear? They were, they were both down there helping. And also I saw on that picture, Dave McNabb was getting he was involved. Indeed. Oh, it, you know, what a lovely sort of team effort that was. It was great. I was thinking that because Kay, obviously we went to the his Q&A and you think... Mm. he's got two full-time jobs and then he's going to be up at like 8am or whatever with these guys it's what an effort and i know and it's just nice that he's got that passion and that he really you know seems to to care and and want to do it for us all doesn't he it's great i think that's one of the things we pictured when we first started with the merger as well and having a fan-owned club just people mucking in and and coming together like that to to get just a game on as simple as that really especially yeah. with all the stuff that's going on at the minute. It, it, it was good to see. Something I think is really positive that, that sort of emerged recently is is this shakers together thing that, that's cropped up on socials. I think from from that point of view, I think the ethos behind it, as I understand it anyway, seems to be about how we all move forward together, you know, in a sort of um, unified way and making it as inclusive as possible and literally all of us working for the best outcome for Berry Football Club. I think I think it's something that we could all get, in, you know, involved in because we all care about our club, don't we? And I think it's time to sort of put what's happened behind us and recognise that we, yeah, we all lost our club, didn't we, in 2019. We all dealt with it in different ways, but we're moving forward now. We're doing brilliant 
brilliantly on the pitch. And I think if we all come together uh, as one to go forward with the best interests of the club in mind and unity and inclusiveness and doing the best for the club, then we can only go on to great things, surely. It was a good idea, obviously. You've got quite a few message boards, especially on the Facebook platform at the minute, and some of which have come stemmed from certain areas of like AFC message boards that have now become a very FC message board, but then you've subsequently got an uh, original very FC message board from that was separate to the AFC era. I think the idea to have fresh start is, is important and whether people agree on it or not, it's not necessarily what it's trying to achieve. It's just to give that unified approach rather than be seen as one side or the other. It's just a fresh way going forward, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like sort of accepting that we did it all, you know, we all dealt with it differently. And the fact that people enjoyed AFC is fine, but AFC doesn't exist anymore. We're very football club and we are going forward, hopefully, together you know with the best interests of Berry Football Club at, at heart and I think that's why it's for everyone and I've seen some people sort of going oh I've not been invited but you don't have to be invited it's the, the ethos behind it is we're all in this together we all lost our club and we all want the best for the club so I don't understand why anyone wouldn't want that really. There's loads of people aren't the fans from the outside particularly on social media who Keep me on about agendas and so-and-so's got an agenda, so-and-so's got an agenda, and some fans think maybe this new venture must have an agenda. But as far as I'm aware, that yeah, it does have an agenda, but that's to unite everybody. And as far as I've seen, you get the usual suspects mouthing off, don't you, and putting the same mm-hmm. stuff, which, you know, fair enough, that's democracy, you can do that. But I don't really think... That's the aim of the group. Now, we should be over a lot of this. You know, I was part of S1885, and when we were negotiating things with the AFC board and the government, the council, and all these parties, yes, there were disagreements about the correct way forward, but everyone agreed on this merger. Everyone agreed on it. And yes, I don't think it's all been carried out properly yet. That will hopefully come in time in terms of the structure with the benefactors. But all the fans voted on it. The members all voted for it. So I did always think there will be this teething, you know, this, I don't know, a year or two it might take because there are still rivalries and certain groups who don't like each other. Barry FC back at gig, that's the thing in shining lights. That's the headline. That's why we've still got 3,000 plus really at most home games and all these people going to the Isle of Man. That's why people are coming back. It might be difficult for some because the way everything happened in 2019 has left such a unique situation to a set of football fans. The the problems that's caused through no fault of the fans is just unfair. And as Kate says, we've, we've all dealt with it differently. We've all got friends who have gone on both sides as they were. And we're all now back together. And I think it, it needs, you know, we've said it before as well, it needs leadership from the top to really promote unity. From what I've seen, the board haven't really done much about it. I mean, I still don't know all the people on the board. I don't really know what they stand for. It'd be for. great, wouldn't yeah. it, for them to do something like, yeah, like yeah. McNabb You know, it'd be great yes. to have a board yeah. forum so that people yeah. can understand sort of decisions made and what the intention is to bring the best for Berry Football Club, really. And from my perspective, 
unity and inclusiveness is key to that so that everyone can heal from what they've been through. And also, like you say, it starts from the top, doesn't it? So from my perspective, everybody at the board has that responsibility to do that. And that means engaging the two different, you know, benefactors with the board. And there's been people sort of saying, hasn't there, like, there's sort of a bit of discontent, maybe within the board, I don't know. But I only saw positive things when I saw John Newby and, and Mike helping, you know, to get that game on on Saturday. That was them, you know, helping fans and speaking to fans. But I don't know if I'd recognise other board members. And so I'd love to see what they've got to say about how they're going to make Berry Football Club a success going forward. So many rumours going on about, you know, you hear a rumour that they've already decided on planning has been done for the 3G pitch. It might just be a rumour, but we just, we're not told, are we? We've not had any consultation that's just an example of it could be it could be so you would expect that wouldn't you in a fellow club you would expect yeah yeah and i also think that after everything that happened with steve dale and stuart day there was so much smoke and mirrors with them when a berry fc board comes back they must absolutely the first thing they need to do is none of that the fans need to know because they've all been voted in by the fans and Absolutely. Therefore, with such a responsibility to do it properly for, ev- you know, for everyone, that's very fans past, present and future. That is a big responsibility. So it's key that they do that. You've got to have dialogue. You've got to be communicating with fans, but you've also got to speak and be inclusive to work out the best path for the football club. That's something we've discussed on as what we can do as a podcast, isn't it? I know we've invited certain board members on, not had responses. I think we're just conscious of doing it in the right way and how we're going to structure it going forward in terms of getting arguments from both sides. So I think as part of this, I'd say for people to bear with us so we can work out the most effective way of doing it to get to get the right answers. It's not that we don't yeah. want to hear from certain people and do you know, like it, it's not only that we want to hear about their plans for inclusivity. It's also getting to know these people. You know, if you did go to AFC, so you might know certain board members better than myself. But from my point of view, I just want to get to know them as people, really. Yeah, exactly. I think we had Marcel on earlier in the season, didn't mm. we? And regardless to what people's thoughts are either way on him, there was discussion just about simple stuff about his first memories of Berry FC. Now, we've not really had any other contacts from board members since that. So I think it's something that, as I said, we've discussed and we are working on. And it's not just about getting board members on. We're looking at getting benefactors uh, to speak when the time's right and that sort of thing. And even looking at getting fans' voices on here. So that'll be something coming in in the future, won't it? Mm. I think the shakers together is, as far as I know, because I, I know a couple of the people who have, I think, involved with starting it up. I don't think the idea is, come on, lads, whatever you think, however divisive it is, everyone can have their opinion. It's like, no, no, we well, can all have our opinion, but as long as it is to try and get everyone together and unify, mm. let's look at the positives. Look how far the club's come. I mean, it's hopefully it's going to be a brilliant promotion season with record attendances and a real feel-good factor with a great manager, a really good set of lads. Let's have that at every level of the club. That's what we want. Absolutely. And what I would say as well is clearly 
you've hinted there about, yeah, or you can't affect what's happened in the past. We can only go forward. So let's do that positively. That's the bottom line, isn't it? And and also what you've got to consider is people that perhaps haven't been positive about it. You've got to remember their strength of feeling one way or the other is only driven by the hurt that's been caused by yeah. losing the club in the first place. But if everyone has the perspective of, look, we were one united group of fans once, we can do that again. Just get past what's happened and move forward positively. And that doesn't mean, as some people have suggested, sweeping things under the carpet. It means better communication and it means... It's worth saying as well, I don't know whether how many people have had reminders about the membership because obviously there were two old memberships and now there's one. So I think the admin is still maybe not all ducks in a row. You need to check whether your membership's expired for one thing. I think you can ask the club. I think you can email them. We're all fans, but you can only have a say in the fan-owned club if you're a member. So I think it's worth worth inquiring. And just a simple look on the website, I think. You can go on Barry's website to sign up. Yeah, absolutely. Even if there's not necessarily many decisions to make at the minute, obviously get that membership sorted and, and boxed off for when upcoming yeah. decisions are needed and obviously elections for fresh board membership will come around quicker than we know it so people want to have a say it's worth getting involved isn't it so you've done isle of man before then haven't you elliot I have, yes. Uh, so I did it last year watching AFC. It was good. I'm hoping this year's a lot better because obviously, well, for starters, I'm hoping there'll be more fans. And last year, AFC got beat anyway. Hoping, obviously, this season, Berry get the win. And like I say, full strength team. I, I fully expect it. So you say it was good. So what's the good about it? What can you, you know, there'll be lots of fans going for the first time over there. So let us know what's. Obviously, if you go in for your culture and whatnot, I'm I'm probably not your your best man <laughs> to ask. But Depends in, what type of culture you're speaking about, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So last year I went on the Friday. We flew at about eight a.m. on the Friday morning, and obviously the first thing we looked for was the the first pub to open. So if anyone's looking for a pub that opens at ten a.m., which I believe is the earliest in Douglas. That is the Nags Head. That's worth a shout for your 10 a.m. beers. Wasn't um, that the pub in Only Fools and Horses? Could well be, before my time, to be honest. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Decent place for a quick bite to eat in the morning. The Buttery we went to. There's also the Calf, which was recommended to me, but can't hold me to that one. I didn't get a chance to go in there. Jack's is good for food in the evening. They do... Or your smoke out sort of things. If anyone fancies a bite to eat, uh, <laughs> I'm like I'm like a island tour guide. I know it's a podcast got, sponsored by Jacks. <laughs> you quit in, where you literally pay a quid and they'll let you into the bar through a turnstile, which is bizarre. wow. And then we've obviously got our podcast meetup on the Saturday afternoon, three p.m. We'll all be meeting at Brendan O'Donnell's, who've kindly agreed to have us in there and we're going to be attempting a record-breaking Jaeger train. We're taking donations for that. <laughs> I think we need about 300 Jaeger bombs. So. Whoa. And based on the fact Benito Lowe said he'd 
score 18 goals by the Isle of Man. I think he must be having half of them because he's nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he'll be allowed at 3pm, maybe 3am <laughs> on the Sunday morning. But yeah, it's a good it's a good weekend. I think it's a good occasion, isn't it, for the club? It's not often we all get a proper away day like this. I wouldn't say abroad, but it involves about... <laughs> Oh. Can't remember us ever being in Europe, so this is the nearest we're going to get, isn't it, for quite a while <laughs> to a European yeah, trip. Yeah, the only time you're going to get on a plane to watch Barry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Kate, you might remember when, I think, weirdly, mid-season, Warnock took us to the Caribbean. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, he, even he played one of the games, the friendlies in St. Oh, my God, no. And the first game we had back was Bolton away, and the players were just completely unprepared, and we lost 4-0, and it was like... Didn't go down well, did it? You've got your biggest game of the season, Bolton away. Yeah. Players have just had a holiday in the Caribbean. It's just... He didn't always make the wisest choices. No. Warnock. I've never forgotten the Sheffield United tie on Sky. No, no. Oh. <laughs> anyway, this I will be... I read somewhere that he, he just tends to do the pre-season tours wherever he fancies going on holiday. Exactly, yeah. Sounds about and right. Didn't he start doing it near his holiday home in Cornwall or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You understand if we were playing a you know a tournament or something where there was hot weather, but a winter trip to the Reebok Stadium wasn't really the Caribbean conditions they'd got used to. But so score predictions then for the Alaman. I think they're not a bad team, are they? So I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I fancy us for the win. Uh, we'll have a good following over there. It'll be a good occasion. So I'm going three-one. Do you know what? That's what I was going to say. Three what? I'd like to like to think we might get a clean sheet, so I'll go with a three nil. The fans will be so up for it. I think it's going to be a good occasion actually for the fans to sort of unite a bit more, get together. Mm. They'll have had a bit bit to drink, of course, before the match, so it'll probably be the best atmosphere, won't it, for an away game? Certainly, I th- I think I think that'll really help the players and ease the nerves. So I'll go two nil. Nice. Yeah, I think a clean sheet would be would be nice. Harry Harry Wright's obviously got goalkeeper of the month again, so wouldn't put it past us to to get a clean sheet with him in the sticks, and obviously more and Jackson back in the team. Yeah, in terms of atmosphere though, I'm looking forward to it in the sense it'll be segregated. So yeah. I often find the atmosphere isn't always great when we're at away games because we're all spread out around the entire stadium. Well, I say stadium, the entire ground. Whereas this, it's seated for starters you've got a proper football ground and we'll all be in one end so I, I anticipate it to be to be pretty good I'm looking forward to it it'll be like the good old days yeah mm. it's also good that the club are sort of giving the opportunity to the people that can't go they're putting it on aren't they in um, both Starkies and um, yeah. eight which is uh, good for the people that can't get out there yeah I think that's a nice touch yeah especially because it's 6pm as well so mm. You can have a day out with the family and then you can go to gig, can't you, and watch, watch it if, if you can't go to the Isle of Man. Yeah, so I'm on the 6am, no, 7am flight out there. So by 6pm, I could be in a bit of a state. So I think next <laughs> week's podcast, don't think I'll be able to give any opinions on the game. Put it that way. <laughs> can you not watch the game through beer goggles? <laughs> <laughs> I will, but I'll probably be giving Man of the Match to somebody who left. About <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to our shake-on-its, given that it's the Isle of Man week, we've not actually done any fresh shake-on-its. We're just recapping on 
the last few months and the shake on it we've had in regards to that. So somehow Armin has managed to get away with not having fancy dress because we are top of the How league. Why? How? Oh. On a technicality, we're top of the league. I think he should be doing fancy dress, but I'll I'll take us being top of the league. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then also Tom Moore has got to do two shots, and Benito Lowe is four goals short of the target he set us back in December, so he has to do four shots as well. And Darren Davis, our lead scout, has also kindly agreed to do a shot for the goal difference of the result. So, for example, if we won three one, he would be taking two shots. <laughs> so I think Saturday night. What if it's a 10-1 again? Well, <laughs> he's going to be very poorly on Sunday morning. <laughs> but yeah, fingers crossed it's it's going to be a good weekend for the club. Like we mentioned earlier, it's it's a bit of a novelty, so we may as well enjoy it. I think you just snapped your hand off at this back in 2019 uh, when things weren't looking good. So I think Absolutely. as a fan base, we deserve it, don't we? Totally. You've got to remember... Do you remember how miserable we were when we couldn't watch football? Well, now we can. And we can't just watch football. We can watch Berry Football Club at Gig Lane, and that's great. Absolutely. So, yeah, everybody, enjoy this weekend. If you're going over to the Isle of Man, remember to behave yourself. <laughs> yes. <and then>, go <laughs> in, uh, what a pointless warning. You can get it on the screen, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're saying, you know, behave yourself, but all these people have got to have so many shots. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. It's the game. And if anybody sees me at six o'clock, a bad way. I'm imagining all these people coming back on the ferry all a bit green. Oh, that'd be awful. Yeah, so I'm on, I'm on the April ferry home on Sunday oh. morning. Oh. That could be chopping waters. <laughs> but no, it's all worth it and can't complain. We're watching Berry away in Europe, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>